So Manolo, how many times have you visited India? 10, 12, 15 times. What is the purpose of this visit to India? Sleep specifically has been 8 in the morning or 7.30 in the morning until 9.30 oh, they're p.m. They're making you work like this. Yes, good work, good work. <laughs> It was a, a lot about reconnecting with the team internally, external partners. We met our bottling partners. So favorite city in India since you've been here many times? Calcutta. Calcutta, why do you say this? Spirit, I feel in that city. Okay. Soul. Okay. The energy is just mind-blowing from someone that is not from India to see all of that in just one single place from one block to the next block. Do you watch cricket? We've just had a huge no. World Cup no, and Coke has been I'm, such a big sponsor. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, I, I was supposed to arrive on Friday due to some personal challenges. I couldn't arrive here until Sunday, so I missed the final, which okay. I had been looking for to be present and try to get my head around this game. Okay. <laughs> and I come, as you know, from a football country. So if you had leisure time in India, what would you do first? Would you show? I love to eat. Okay. What's your favorite uh, cuisine? Chicken masala. I love curries. I found a different type of curry in, in India. I can deal with the spicy, which is not very common in my culture, okay. but yeah, I enjoy a lot Indian food. Maybe a Coke helps too. No doubt. And when you have a spicy food, there's nothing like a Coke. Legendary events with unforgettable times. To backing from legendary investors like Warren Buffett. I drink probably five 12-ounce Cokes a day, and that's about 700 calories. And uh, I've been doing it more or less all my life. The global to local marketing for Coke has been unparalleled. Coca-Cola. और आपको मिलती है एक कोका कोला फ्री खुद को जगा एक ठंडा लगा कोका कोला बट द न्यूली हंड्रेड एंड फोर्टी इयर ओल्ड कोका कोला कंपनी इज सेट टू गो बैक टू द ड्रॉइंग बोर्ड ऑन इट्स मार्केटिंग मंत्रा दर्ल्ड चेंज रॉबिकली स्पीड ऑफ द डिलीवरी इज वेरी डिफरेंट द अमाउंट ऑफ कॉन्टेक्ट इज वेरी डिफरेंट We speak to the man who has the mission to keep the 98 billion dollar brand bubbling through 500 products in 200 countries with India now in the global spotlight. Hi, this is Manolo, the chief marketing officer of the Coca-Cola company. Rapidly changing tastes and technology are just some of the things on the Spaniard's agenda as he battles limited attention spans and aggressive rivals. Will AI be the savior to grab consumer attention? How is Coke countering anti-sugar activism? Will it take on the snack segment as a way to diversify? And how is climate change creating a challenge with the weather playing spoil sport with seasonal sales and campaigns? Listen ahead for all the answers. It's Friday, November 24th. I'm your host Ratna Bhushan from the Economic Times and you're listening to a Corner Room Conversation with Coca-Cola's Global Chief Marketing Officer up close and personal and exclusively on the Morning Brief. Thank you Manolo. Good morning. It's great to have you with us on the Morning Brief today. Good morning. A pleasure to be here. What brings you to India? It brings me um an important reason. which is to reconnect with the marketing team of India and our bottling partners as part of our marketing transformation journey. And there's been a lot of changes, a lot of interesting developments within the Coca-Cola company. 
And India is at the forefront of many of those changes when it comes to marketing. So I came over to check how things are going, to learn about the latest developments, and to also see how could we help from the center of the Coca-Cola company. We spent a lot of time with WP reviewing all our work on the progress of the agency model precisely, reviewing some of the challenges that we have in some of the, the beverage categories that we have. We met our bottling partners, which was fantastic to engage with them. I can say two weeks ago, we were in London reviewing the business, the plans for 2024 around the world. And unanimously, I would say the senior leadership of the company left incredibly inspired by what we saw coming from the India team. Talking about changes, I was reading a recent interview of yours where you've said that Coke will market to consumers in radically different ways. What are these ways? We come from a a very TV-centric, very traditional marketing perspective in which it was most of our media investments were behind TV. The world has changed radically, has moved on. And the change is in two major areas. One is digital has reshaped. It's not any longer the TV commercial break the whole family sitting around the house. It's anywhere, anytime, any moment, everyone through mobile devices. Now, that is only a portion of the change from a TV-centric to a digital-first marketing. Other component that is changing in a big way, that it's moving from a TV-centric to a more experience-based marketing. Some of those experiences are digital. Some of the other experiences are retail experiences in the point of consumption in the point of purchase. And some others are what we define as live experiences. It's the whole world of events, street marketing. One of the biggest changes, which we have also like everyone else in the world has noticed, so has India, that you're often talking to a Gen Z consumer whose attention span is like a few seconds, right? So the big bank marketing campaign is like no one is watching it. Your young consumer doesn't have that much time to watch it. How are you pivoting on that? Well, We've run recently an experiment with thousands and thousands of Gen Z. What we've learned is that the speed at which they scroll content is around 20% faster than, let's say, my generation, 50 plus. But when they find the content that they really like, they go very deep. They've been learning in the school within a screen versus many of us that learn with a paper and a pencil. I think the other component also as part of this strategy is a clear focus that despite the brand is consumed by everyone, multiple age groups, et cetera, et cetera, the focus is really going to be on Gen Z. Okay. Most consumers enter our category, soft drinks, at an age of around college, let me put it that way, 18, 16, 18, 20. That's when most consumers find and enjoy soft drinks. So therefore, we've got to make sure that we really focus on, on that consumer that is discovering what is the very choice that they want to go with moving forward. Cantar has just ranked Coke as the world's most valuable food and beverage brand at $98 billion. How can Coca-Cola continue to keep that value? Well, actually, the numbers at global level is we made it back. We increased seven positions into back into the top 10 brands in the world, all products, all services, all industries. We grew 8%, the value of the brand Coca-Cola based on Kantar. At the same time, the top 20 food and beverages brands in the world decreased their value by 2%. And the top 20 brands, all industries, all sectors, 
all products and services decreased their value by 20%. Very impacted by the decrease of the technology sector. The way we did that is by having first a very clear strategy on how we intended to reignite valuable, profitable growth for the brand, how we were going to engage differently consumers. Right. So talking about the scope of beverages, so alcohol has been one of, you know, the sectors which Coca-Cola has experimented with. Are you planning to expand that to other markets, including India? Alcohol is a very big category and there are different segments and we have on purpose decided to experiment. If, If you separate the alcohol world between heart spirits, beer and wine, and the third one, alcohol is ready to drink, that's where we're focusing on. We obviously are focusing on the markets that are where we, we see the highest potential. The journey started in 2016 in Japan with Lemondo. Uh, Lemondo has been expanded in a few markets. In Philippines, for example, is very successful. It has continued with journeys, particularly in the United States, into hard seltzers with Topo Chico. Jack and Coke is a big bet for us. Recently, a couple of weeks ago, we announced our latest partnership with Pernod Ricard. Correct to get into absolute Sprite. And we do have expansion plans, but the expansion plans are really segmented. They are going to the markets where the consumer is ready. We are meeting first where the consumer is. And in those markets where we clearly see an opportunity, that's where we're focusing first. There's going to be a sequence. I can't tell right now how far, whether this will be available in the 200 countries around the world. It's still, I would say, a bit early. You know, there's a lot of talk and activism, so to say, on sugar. Influencers have joined the game. Now, Coca-Cola is a fun product. It's always positioned itself as a refreshment, enjoyment. Will some of your advertising talk about health? Do you think it's even required or not? Well, a few things. Um, We really believe that we got to, our focus is the consumer. And we've got to meet the consumer in their own needs. The beverage motivation needs of humans are very wide and different, not only across geographies, but within the same consumer, what you need in the morning to get up is very different versus what you drink with a meal or versus what you want to use at the end of the day to kind of relax and unwind. And our portfolio tries to address that diversification. What we're seeing really is whole thing around fuel. I call it fuel for the body and for the mind that is delivered by multiple different beverages. A big winner there is a coffee. Another big winner there is Coca-Cola. Another good uh, category that's making wood inroads is energy. But to deliver fuel to your body and to your mind, you can also leverage in some parts of the world. A juice or some dairies are also making significant progress. So the definition of what each beverage does and each brand does is sometimes different versus the liquid itself. Multiple liquids can carry the same benefit. First, the definition of health is also very relative and very individual. Some people define health as dairy. In other parts of the world, they don't necessarily see that as that. They see that more as a nutrition drink. For my mental health, if I want to be happy, there's nothing like Coke. So you're talking about addressing different consumer groups. There's something which has happened, at least in India, in the past one year. You know, uh, we've had like, you know, rainy summers, we've had warmer winters. So Arnab and his team often tell us that they have an all-weather marketing strategy. How crucial is it? How much does a company, like a seasonal brand, how much does it take to change the strategy and talk to the consumer through the year? Because weather is unpredictable. 
I think weather, uh, obviously, no one can uh, avoid very challenging weather conditions. But, you know, if I go to when I joined the company 28 years ago, or when I live in Thailand, that I had to get out of my home for four months because Bangkok was flooded under six feet of water for four months. We all had to go out of home. In some cases, I've even impacted some of our factories. I've seen a whole factory almost go completely away because of typhoon. So, but that happens pretty much in one way, in some part of the world, pretty much every year. There's always some part of the world that's either under water, rain, wind, snow, you name it. Yeah, so it's crucial for companies to keep pivoting the their strategies. And I think the name of the game there is um, diversification, having a portfolio of products and packs and channels that allow you to basically continue to follow you, focus on the consumer. Coca-Cola has stayed away from snacks, a category rival PepsiCo has capitalized on. In fact, Jeffrey said in a new report that Pepsi could overtake Coca-Cola as the biggest American beverage company by market value thanks to its stacking business. It's also some sort of, uh, you know, natural diversification. Manolo, do you have any plans to enter the snacking category? Not that I'm aware of. We are a beverage company and the potential for growth in the beverage industry is tremendous. Is one, if not the most exciting FMCG category in the world with rates of growth that are very sizable, very significant. They're here to stay for decades to come. There's a huge portion of the population around the world are still moving from non-commercial beverages into beverages. So we see a much more interesting and rewarding journey by focusing on what we know what to do, which is beverages, particularly when the potential is still so, so high and so big. Manolo, coffee, alcohol, tea are categories you've been going for in recent times. Is that because there's a compelling need to get in more consumers and not just the cola drinkers? In beverages, there's an age of retaining the consumption of that category, which can span, normally spans across multiple, not one, but multiple decades. So in soft drinks, typically, most countries around the world, as I mentioned, we tend to enter at a late teenage age, and most of us continue to consume soft drinks with certain degree of intensity or frequency until well in our 50s. The age at which many consumers enter coffee is slightly different. I'm not going to disclose which one are, but we are very clear you know, that tea or coffee or dairy, dairy is not normally a personal choice. It tends to be our mom that says, dairy is good for you, Manolo. So different beverages depending on who is drinking and who is making the decision to buy, have different dynamics. Ultimately, what you find is the different moments in life, age groups in which they enter different categories. Beer, you don't see beer entering at the age of 14. I mean, some teenagers that try a beer at that age, well, not many, but some. But the real change in beer doesn't happen until well in their 20s. The same thing happens for each beverage type. Right. Your career itself has straddled so many countries you oversee, you know, all countries. Is there anything unique or distinct about the Indian consumer which has struck you? (laughs) Well, I heard yesterday, uh, again, from someone that came to talk to us about the current state of the Indian consumer. And the question really is more a question than an answer to your question, which is, is there an Indian consumer? The answer is no. This is a gigantic, enormous country that is more a continent 
than a single country. It is a single country in the sense that you all feel you belong to one unity called India, but the differences within India are tremendous. And we see that in our business, the level of development of Coca-Cola or even Mazda or Thumbs Up regionally, it's very, very different. And that shows difference in population dynamics, economic development, habits that have been in place for decades, if not centuries, on food preferences, traditions matter. So headline is India requires as an ingoing position, the recognition of that diversity. While you go to other markets in which the population, it's much more unified in terms of their own traditions regionally. Very interesting that you say that. You've also talked about increasing the consumer base, right, as a core strategy. Can you just elaborate a little on this? This is something that applies to any brand, any product, I would argue, in the world. As you lose some consumers at certain age or for different reasons throughout the lifetime of the consumer, you have to replenish or replace those that you lose with new consumers coming in. Because if you don't, there are two things that happen. One, the growth stops. And second, if the growth doesn't stop, but it stays flat, the consumer starts to become older and older and older. You know, AI is the talk of the town. How is Coca-Cola making use of it? And what about generative AI? You partnered with OpenAI earlier in the year for advertising and marketing. How's that association going? I can give you maybe a, an insight, um, some pieces of new news that no one has shared so far. We have a partnership with Bain and OpenAI, whereby in March we launch a very interesting marketing program called Create Real Magic. And that was basically about inviting creators into a website whereby they could find marketing assets of the Coca-Cola company. So logos, contour bottles, polar bears, Santas, all of that stuff, and create, almost put the brand in the hands of those creators. Everyone would be invited to create something new. The technology back then, we were actually the first company that was combining GPT, which is the engine that enables ChatGPT. It's not ChatGPT, it was GPT, and DALI. Back then, no one knew that because of the partnership with OpenAI, we were the first company using GPT-4 and DALI 2.0 into one integrated consumer digital experience. No one knows, because it hasn't been launched yet, that Diwali, Coca-Cola Diwali, has been done with GPT-5, which is still not commercially available. That's very interesting. And DALI-3, that is also not been launched. And that's why when you go into the experience and you see the output, it looks amazing. The quality of the images is just, you know, very powerful. Wow. And that's how in just six months, this technology is progressing. It's, 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 got, it's moving very fast. It's really interesting. We're, we've used actually, India has been the first and only country in the world doing that for Diwali. And we're using now the, the learnings from India to launch it for Christmas. Wow. For okay. the Christmas campaign that we're launching now globally, a learning from India experience with Diwali. That's very interesting. But tell me, how anxious are you about competition? There was a time when it was just Coke and Pepsi, but now there are new arrivals, new categories. We believe competition is a great thing. The more competition, the better, because ultimately it benefits the consumer from a choice perspective. Our competition in reality for us, it's not soft drinks. It's all commercial beverages, ready to drink and non-ready to drink. And the switching between different substitution options that each of us do 
on a daily basis depends on the consumption occasion, the time of the day, the time of the year, etc. Cetera, et cetera. But competition is something that we really welcome that is healthy and good for, first and foremost, for the consumers and for the industry. Coca-Cola decided to consolidate all its advertising with WPP two years ago for a $4 billion business, a move the entire marketing world called hugely disruptive and bold. How has that turned out for you? So what I see moving forward is we're still in the journey of rolling out this model. We are already in full swing. We're still not at the time in which we will unveil very openly all the details of the model. There's a tremendous amount of interest. You cannot imagine almost on a weekly basis, either our agency or just myself and my team get multiple questions from multiple industries, not only FMCG, that are hearing what we're starting to do. It explains some of the, let's say, renaissance of the marketing of the Coca-Cola company. It's at the essence of why this agency model is underpinning or enabling all of that. And what I'm more most excited about is that it really is driving something I've always believed, which is the power not only of one or two superstars in marketing, but is really leveraging the collective intellect. And that's the power of diversity and including very different people. We have 2,000 marketeers around the world. We're really driving this model through co-creation. So it's not the whole you know, discussion around, is it a global design or a local design? It's actually both. Right. Through diversity and inclusion, and making sure that that diversity and inclusion co-creates together in a very collaborative way. And then on the agency side, what you have instead of six to 7,000 different agencies, that, that's what we had, is one network partner, WP, that has, not one, but has 200 different agencies. So we have plenty of agencies to decide. But the design of that agency model enables for you know, a quarter, a third of the ideas to be sourced from outside of WP. And that's why the name of that model is called OpenX. Right. And what is your advice or suggestion for the India market? Or what's the next milestone that you're giving the team here? I'm going to do something that I always give to myself every day. Which is? Stay humble and learn. Make sure that you don't lose your curiosity and your willingness to learn from everywhere, within India, outside of India as well. I think particularly marketing, to really connect with consumers, you need to be out there. You need to be in the streets. You need to be you know, not only visiting stores, which is entering into homes to see how the different people in the different parts of India live their day in, day out. And a lot of times when you come and you are in a relatively comfortable social position, you forget that there's a whole lot of the population that, have, that lives a very different reality and then staying very conscious that you need to continuously recalibrate what you're seeing in terms of, in this case, beverage dynamics across the different social, economical uh, spectrum, regionally very different. So it's, it's a lot about walking the streets, walking the areas where the Gen Z spends the time, rich, poor, medium, north, south, inside the country, on the coast. Curiosity, there's nothing that can beat curiosity and willingness to learn. Great. Absolutely. That was a fantastic conversation. Really, thank you for your time and really enjoyed this. Likewise. Coca-Cola's book is frothing with possibilities and challenges. And 
while the company is shaking things top down and experimenting in radically bold ways that it hasn't before, there's a lot more to be done. As tech and taste move at lightning speed, can Cork keep the face going? That's all in this episode. I'm Ratna Bhushan and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was produced by Sumit Pandey and Vinayak Agarwal. Sound editors, Indranil Bhattacharji and Amrit Regi. Executive producers, Anupriya Nair, Anirban Chaudhary and Arijit Barman. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, do share it on your social media network. A new episode of the Morning Brief podcast drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. It streams on Amazon Prime Music, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. And of course, ED's own audio platform, ET Play. Have a great weekend ahead. All clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits are mentioned in the description. 